I should mention that you can create whatever policies you like. It's your site, you're the one that controls it. As long as you're not discriminatory, then you can determine what goes on your site. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello everyone, it's Bernadette and if you're planning to be kicking off a renovation in the next few months, this episode is for you. It's a mini training on how to limit the spread of the COVID virus on your reno site. So I had to do this research for myself and put together a system because we kicked off our renovation on Tuesday. And so I thought that it would be a good idea to share it with you because this is a very important topic and we need to take responsibility for the things that are in our power to control. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. But before I do that, I need to let you know that the She Renovates Live one day conference is coming up fast. It's on the 1st of November. And I'm very pleased to say that the government has relaxed the restrictions slightly, so we are allowed to have a few more people. We'll still be keeping it very boutique. However, we are allowed to release a few more tickets. If you would like to join us, come over and grab a ticket because this is not your everyday property conference. You will be delighted with a roll-up of fabulous speakers, including the Instagram influencer on all things decorating, Zoe Gilpin, the DIY decorator, interior design royalty, Emma Blomfield, celebrity interviewer, Natasha Moy, and also our very own architect, David Jansen, who you would have heard last week talking about his new Renovators concept sessions. You can bring your plans in and catch up with David and he will actually do a session free of charge on the spot. So come and take advantage of that. He's giving it a real workout at the conference. And of course, there's lots of other speakers as well. And the sessions are really covering the latest and greatest in style trends moving into 2021 and inspiration for your renos. Also what's happening in the market and how you can be ahead of the opportunities that are springing up right now in this crazy time. You'll also hear stories from some of the amazing women we work with about their projects and there will be before and after photo or image overload We always love a good before and after. The thing that you will love is that you'll be immersed in a community of women and a few brave men who have made a decision to go after their dreams and are actually doing it. You'll be mingling with like-minded, smart renovators and you'll make new friends. You'll enjoy delicious meals, compliments of the grounds of Alexandria, And you'll finish up the day with networking and bubbles at the Coroma flagship, which is just over the road from the grounds of Alexandria. And you'll leave with lots of fond memories and also a gorgeous goodie bag. 
as I said, we are able to release a few more tickets and the tickets were due to go up to full price this week, but I've delayed that for a couple of weeks in order to make them available to you. So jump in before they make their final leap to full price and I would really love to see you there. Okay, so this week has been fairly full on. We finally got approval to renovate Chalmers Street. So I organised demolition for Tuesday to enable me to be able to um, get organised. I wasn't sure whether I would need to pay a bond or anything like that, but no, no bond. But to organise the lift curtains and so on. So that's all done. And the demolition happened yesterday. Um, I just got a bit more to do on Thursday and that will be all cleared. Uh, I've also got the electrician and plumber coming in. So it's progressing quite well. Hopefully the cabinet maker will measure up today because that's going to be what will hold up the project. So I want to get that moving. We've had some issues with the Lane Cove project. But I'll talk about those in another episode because I think there are some learnings in that situation that will make a difference to you. So basically around personalities more than anything. And we are settling on Darley Street tomorrow. So, okay, so I'm just going to declare that I did say I'd only do one project at a time. And here I am with three, but at least they are close and it's really going to be pretty full on for a month and then done. Okay, so let's get into this episode. So we're talking about being COVID safe. And I realised that I needed to develop a system so that our site does not contribute to the spread of the virus. I've broken this into three sections. Now, the first one is preparation. So before you get to site, you need to make some decisions about how you're going to articulate the restrictions surrounding COVID prevention. And that will depend on which state you're in. Most of what I'm saying today refers to New South Wales, all states outside of Victoria. Sorry, Victoria. But you're almost at the end of your run in terms of the really severe restrictions. Even though we don't have the same restrictions as Victoria, we do still have restrictions and we need to make sure that our sites adhere to them. Firstly, social distancing. So the laws are that um, people need to keep 1.5 metres apart and venues uh, need to allow for four square metres of floor space per person. Our site is about 80 square metres, so four square metres per person means 20 people. But there is no way you'd have 20 people on that site at any time. So uh, that's not a very relevant uh, metric to rely on. So common sense needs to prevail here. So what we have decided to do is allow two trades on per site. Now, a trade might consist of a contractor and his, I'm saying his because all our trades are male, his apprentice or labourer, four people, maximum four people at a time, plus me, that's five. So that's the first thing. So that informs how you manage the site. 
The next thing you need to think about is how far are you going to go? Now, are you going to take the temperature of everyone who turns up to site? Or are you going to require them to sign in? And are you going to ask them to sign a declaration? Personally, because our site is small, I have decided not to. I certainly do log everyone that's on site so we know where everyone has been when they've been there. So if anything turns up, we're able to determine who is at risk. But I think it's really up to you how you choose to deal with that. However, I will include a clause in the written communication to cover that, to know that trades need to stay away if they're sick. But if you do decide you're going to take temperatures and have them sign in, then you'll need to prepare the necessary documents and buy yourself a digital thermometer. And the third um, thing that you will need to do is get supplies in to help you with this task. Certainly masks, gloves and disposable cups if they, you know, having a cup of tea that they have it out of something that gets thrown away. Hand sanitizer, of course. Paper towel in the bathroom, so that is thrown away. And of course, rubbish bins. And have them located somewhere on site where your workers can access them if they need to. The second step is how you communicate your policies. I should mention that you can create whatever policies you like. It's your site, you're the one that controls it. As long as you're not discriminatory, then you can determine what goes on your site. The first place to articulate those policies is in the letter of appointment. So when you are letting your trade know that you're engaging them for the project, you want to include in that letter of appointment, other than the normal things like access and so on, what the COVID measures are or what the requirements are. So you would say in that, please don't come if you are sick, please observe social distancing. If you decide that you want everyone to wear masks on site, then you can include that in the policy. Just you know, like general hygiene, really, not to leave personal rubbish around the site, make sure it all goes into the rubbish bin and so on. Then the next form of written, written communication is your signage. And I personally think it's a good idea to have a sign even on the door outlining your COVID policy. This keeps it all top of mind and lets your trades know that you are serious about maintaining the health of the people on your site. Reminds them to be careful because what happens when the restrictions are relaxed, everyone sort of goes back into normal mode. So they need some visual cues to remember that they do need to social distance and so on. And if they cough, they need to do that into their elbow, avoid shaking hands, all that sort of stuff. The third form of verbal communi uh, of communication is obviously verbal. So reinforcing, particularly when you see someone, you know, crossing the line, just reinforcing the guidelines that you've set down. The other thing that I think is really important is leading by example. Now, if you want everyone to wear masks, then you've got to wear a mask. Sorry, but you've, you need to walk the walk. Um, and something that I have noticed, our building has 
hand sanitizer at the lifts. So keeping your hands sanitized is no issue at all. And I noticed when I, I'm escorting a trade up to the apartment that I will reach across and sanitize my hands as I go past that. And if I do it, they do it. So it's a good idea to exhibit the behavior you want to see them continue. On the subject of hand washing, often, well, certainly our water has been knocked out. So hand washing on site is problematic. There is a bathroom in the common areas. So of course, I let the trades know that if they need to go to the bathroom, that's where they can go. But it does make it doubly important to make sure that you've got plenty of opportunities for hand sanitizing on the site, uh, because the reality is they won't be having access to a basin with running water that often. And while sanitizer is a poor substitute, it is a substitute. So you need to make sure that you make that easy. And now the third thing to do is to maintain the site. Firstly, disinfecting hard surfaces, things like door handles, handrails, bench tops. They need to be disinfected several times a day because people will be touching them and there can be the transfer of infection. What you use to disinfect is up to you but you've got two choices. I went to the Department of Health website for this. They recommend either it's 70% alcohol cleaner or a bleach based cleaner, chlorine based cleaner and there's I will actually include their fact sheet in the show in the show notes. However, I have chosen to avoid the chlorine based cleaner because at some point in the project we'll be switching from the old fixtures and fittings to the brand new ones and I think that I don't want to risk the new fittings being hit with a chlorine based disinfectant because it will damage them. My advice would be to go for the alcohol based preparation. The second thing is to keep the area really clean and tidy. This is just good site hygiene anyhow. It reduces the risk of accidents, but make sure that there aren't tissues. Unfortunately, trades tend to get quite grotty and that there aren't tissues and used McDonald's cups and takeaway food containers left on the site. Make sure that there are rubbish bins available so that they are able to put them in the bins and that those bins are removed daily. Well, I'm assuming it's going to be you that does this unless you do have a labourer on site. I only have a labourer periodically when I need someone, so this will be my job. Disinfecting the hard surfaces, make sure that you wear gloves to do that, and also bagging up the rubbish and putting it in the bin, and then take the gloves off and throw them in as well. The last thing that I think is terribly important is maintaining good ventilation. We are lucky that our current site has great cross-flow ventilation. So the minute I get there, I open the doors at the front and the windows at the back and let that fresh air blow through. That is a great way to keep your site as germ-free as possible. Okay, so they're the three steps. I'm sure that you can find some things to add to that. And if you do, please just come over to the She Renovates Facebook group and share your tips. I will include a cheat sheet in with the show notes this week so that you can download that to 
prompt you to prepare your site. And if you haven't already, I would really love it if you went over to iTunes and left us a review. I read every one of them and it just really inspires me to keep going and to keep bringing you the good stuff. On that note, I will close today and I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.